Welcome to the Blau Journal podcast. This is Anthony Baer, the publisher of Blau Journal. Today we're in Las Vegas for the ICSC Recon uh, Conference. This is the largest retail conference in the U.S. with over 30,000 uh, people at this conference. Uh, today for our podcast, I have the pleasure of sitting down with David Josker. He is the president of the Southwest region uh, at Colliers International. David, thank you. Anthony, down. Yeah, Anthony, thank you for having me. You're Happy welcome. To be here. Yeah, so we're at ICSC. It's always a zoo here, it right? Is. It's 30,000 people over the course of you know, three, four days. Um, it's it's an exciting time, obviously, in retail and what's going on, right? It's very transformative, which we can talk a little bit about what's going on. But first, I guess, tell us a little bit about yourself and your role with, with Colliers. Um, yeah, so I am, uh, uh, as you said, I've got the Southwest region that I'm responsible for. Um, I'm fairly new to Colliers. I came over at the beginning of the year, and uh, prior to that, I was with CBRE for 12 years. Um, you know, I'll, I'll touch on kind of the, my my um, my foundation within retail, right, and the, the significance of the ICSC conference for me because I started my real estate career in retail. Okay. Uh, so I started working for Westfield um, 18 years ago wow. and worked um, in operations, leasing. Development management. I worked on the West Coast in San Jose, downtown San Francisco, out in Florida. Then, um, actually, the, the person that hired me in Westfield left to go work for Rick Caruso, and called me and he said, "You want to come work for Rick Caruso?" So I went and I worked for Rick. And for, you said yes. For yeah, I did. Rick's pretty, I did. pretty, pretty amazing. Isn't yes, he? yes, yes. So, we'll talk about that after yeah. I go back. But go ahead. Yeah. So you know, so my foundation in in real estate is really um, with retail, and so. You know, the, the, um, really the experience that I've had is working for the, the largest mall developer in the world, working for, you know, a, an individual developer, um, you know, who, who for all intents and purposes is, is considered one of the top, you know, uh, developers in the country. Right. Right. And then spending the last 12 years with CBRE and, you know, I think we all know their, kind of their size and place in the real estate industry. Right. Um, so uh, I'm excited, you know, about the opportunity here at Collier's. Like I said, I've been here for about four months at this point, and um, I've had an opportunity to get around. Uh, and Your shoes look brand new. You've got to uh, break them in a little bit here at Collier's, right? There, yep, yep, yep. I'm definitely running. I'm definitely running. But um, excited to be here. Uh, Collier's is uh, a very exciting platform to me. It's, you know, it really blends um, progressive leadership and entrepreneurial spirit right. Right, of, of going out and, and approaching the brokerage business. And so those are um, things that I'm excited to, to be able to contribute really to the team here in the Southwest and the West and, and nationally. Wow, that's amazing. Let's just, I uh, want to touch a little bit on, on Caruso because yeah. interesting uh, little story here. Uh, as I mentioned myself, I, I'm a broker as well. And I, when I was practicing, uh, I was on the West side in Santa Monica and we had the opportunity to sublease uh, in 100 Wilshire. Uh, which goes for about eight or nine bucks a square foot right, right. right now, right? Right. And it, we wind up getting this hugely subsidized, maybe like two bucks a square foot for this whole floor. It turns out this was floor that uh, Rick Crusoe had uh, be- while or before he was developing the Grove. The Grove. Okay. So that was his office. Yeah. So we were yes. able to, 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 to basically about four or 5,000 square feet, which is way bigger than we needed for six, seven guys, right? On the 16th, 17th floor with the most amazing views, 
huge, huge discount of like a buck eighty, buck ninety to eight dollars right. uh, for maybe a two-year term we had. So we were living the life in Rick Caruso's old space, and then obviously he went on to uh, move his operations to the Grove. Um, but just a little bit talking about him because he is a fascinating guy. He's obviously just opened this new hotel. Um, yep. He really understands, I think, retail, um, the experiential element of it, where yes. I think maybe some of the older box. Uh, malls around here kind of got caught a little you know behind the trend and the curve of renovating and, and being with what was new Rick always has kind of a, a pretty thought out far down vision of what community and experiential stuff looks like with the Grove and with his other properties just, he has a brand that um, anything that he um, you know that he owns you're, you're, you're going to get you know a first class experience and so that's where you know, when people ask me about my experience with him, right? Um, you know, he focuses on customer service. He, he's not. He, he will tell you he's not a developer or, or, or you know, um, or a real estate owner. He's, right. He is focused on customer service, and they're experts at it. And right. So, um, you know, the interesting thing has been the transformation in the office industry, right? That has gone to experiential as well, right? And so. Um, you know, the, the, with WeWork and with the co-working spaces that are coming into, into um, not coming in that are, are as, as right. sub, substantial as they are now, experiential across the board is, is really where, um, you know, where real estate is, is, has gone to. And that's on, if you're a company and you own, you know, you, you have an office where you, you house your employees, you're focused on the experience, right? It's about recruiting talent. It's about retaining talent, right? Right. So everywhere is now, you know, experience focused, and so that's um, that's something that here at Colliers that I, I think our professionals are, are um, you know, are very good at. You know, whether we're representing the landlord um, on the experiential side or on the tenant side as well, right? We're out um, making sure that that's that's um, you know that's that's top of mind for us. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Obviously, with brokerage firms now. Uh, they themselves are kind of having to become experiential or hip to keep talent. It's very uh, competitive industry. Uh, I know uh, CBRE obviously did their what 360 or, or what it's yes. called, kind of with their tech, where there's almost you know no offices, everything's digitized. Uh, you know that kind of model right. of moving in where people can have flexibility, and mobility uh, to move within offices or wherever they have to go. What is Collier's doing uh, in terms of their environment? Are they making it uh, you know a little bit more? We workable uh, in terms of the layouts and and, and, and and how their brokers interact, and also what technology maybe are you integrating to kind of right. good 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 question. Um, you know, so um, Collier's our approach right is um, as our leases are expiring and we've got the ability to to take a look at how we're using our own real estate. Right, we are we are going through that process of, of um, you know letting our employees put their fingerprints on what they want the space to look like, right? And so, um, you know, each firm is going to have their their own different approach to what their creative office is going to look like or what their office and their workspace is going to look like. And at Collier's, we are encouraging, you know, um, our employees to, to, you know, we get their input. Um, we form committees around, um, you know, health and wellness, you know, as we're going through the design process of the space, really that way at the end of kind of the journey, right, the space is designed, um, you know, the way that they want to they want to live in it and the way that they want to operate. Right. 
What about on the tech side? Uh, there's a lot of interesting new companies that are out or coming out in the prop tech space, yeah. uh, like obviously VTS just got more funding. Right. Uh, platforms, I don't know if you guys use VTS and, and forms like that, but uh, are you seeing uh, relatively uh, quick uh, adoption of tech now within Collier's and within the firm? We, we, we are, definitely. I mean, there's, there's two components to that. One is in, in our own space, right? So when, when you um, divert away from the really the traditional office um, um, layout, let's call it, right, with the window-lined offices and, and you know, kind of the, 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 the historical way of doing it, um, you're, you're able to, to um, you know, capture back some space. And right. So when you, let's say if you're in, traditionally in 25,000 square feet, you change it up and you can actually condense the space and get into to, you know, 20,000 square feet, uh, we're able to reinvest, you know, that savings back into the technology side of things, right? And make sure that, that um, we've got the, the, the um, you know, cutting edge technology for our professionals when they're operating in the office. On the other side of that, from a corporate standpoint, um, Colliers has a program called um, Techstars. Right, and what we do is we allow, uh, or we take applications from, you know, hundreds of um, tech startups that have to do specifically, specifically with the real estate industry, okay. right? And then we've got a committee that that votes, and each year we select seven to eight that we sponsor, and we we um, we we utilize their technology. Oh wow! Yes, we start we started that two years ago. So well, that's pretty fascinating. Yeah, pretty cool. So you're you're like the beta company that they can. In a sense, that they come in, and they we, come in, and you sponsor them, and you can kind of test out their technology, uh, help them grow a little yes. bit, see if it's something that works. And so, is it quasi like an incubator a little bit yes. uh, for helping these guys? Yeah, I mean, we partnered with 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 PropTech Stars, and so now, you know, again, each year we just finished it. Last year was our first, our you know, kind of our, our uh, um, inaugural program coming in, and, and we've got I think the second wave that's that's getting ready to come in. Here. Right. We were talking about this a little bit before the podcast, but obviously it's so such a competitive space in the brokerage uh, industry right now, and yes. I think it's it's getting much more for the firms beyond just the transactional side uh, that they're having to do many more things, like a lot of people are these days. It's almost you have everyone has has fingers in everyone's different business, right? So what we were talking about, let's just say, you know, with JL acquiring on the capital market side, yes. HFF. What do you see in the industry? You see more consolidation like that. Um, you know, people, brokerage firms, looking to maybe boost their capital market side, or or even other areas, as we said, right. backing startup companies in the um, in the prop tech space. I, I mean, I, I think it's all about you know being able to offer you know the services that your clients need, right? right? And you know, as the industry consolidates, it it definitely is. Um, it's competitive. It's competitive at a level that that we've never seen, frankly. And um, you start uh, you start looking at the the, um, the industry two segments: the investor side of the business and the occupier side of the business. And you have um, lines of you know service lines that serve you know, the investor side of the business. So you've got capital markets or investment sales. You have landlord you know landlord or agency leasing. You have property management. You have project management. So you want to make sure. You know, for a platform to, to retain and attract right. the top you know brokerage professionals out there, you want to make sure that you've you've got you know a, a built-out platform that is competitive that gives the professionals you know the, the, the best ability to go out there and compete and win. And so, what we're seeing, what we're saying is more and more companies becoming vertically integrated. 
in a way. Yes. They're basically trying to have everything un, un, with, under one with, roof. With, with the focus. I mean, each, right. you know, again, each company has their, their, their own vision on, uh, you know, on, on what their core, really what their core functions are. Um, but in the, on the brokerage side, it's, uh, it's, it's, you know, the, the platform that we're offering to our professionals is something that we focus on every day. So with that, obviously, just competitive in general, uh, obviously competitive uh, competition for talent. Um, how does Collier's? What's their take on on uh, obviously what you guys do to recruit, and not only that, to uh, to keep these relationships with your employees so that they stay. Um, I don't know if you know. I'd be interested to know what is the maybe average turnover in the brokerage industry. Um, do you know by by chance? Maybe I, I don't. I'm, I don't know what the average turnover is. Um, I, I think that. Um, like any organization, culture is the foundation of that, right? And you can have a large global, you know, global organization, but it, 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 it you know, and, and that you feel a part of, but you know, day-to-day -day transactions and day-to-day -day business are focused around that market, right? And so, what we focus on is that, you know, our offices, um, they, they, they promote and, and they build a culture that is somewhere where our employees feel. Um, empowered when they come to work, and they, you know, they're happy to come to work every day, and they, and, and, and it, it encourages them to, to, you know, to, to work as hard as they can. Right. right. So for us, culture is is paramount. Sure. Um, so, and and if you have the right culture, retention comes with that. Right. I mean, there's there's steps around, you know, retention and the focuses that we have around retention. But you know, the the, you know, to 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 me, the focus for us on running a good brokerage business is. Um, first and foremost, building the right culture, right, and that has to have buy-in from everybody that lives in that in that in that office or in that market every day, right. Um, and and uh, second is retention, right? Is retention is you 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 know um, every interaction is a personal interaction, right? I mean, in, in the real estate industry, the third third-party services, um, you know, we're we're a service firm. We don't sell a tangible product, right? We're providing a service, so we've got to. We've got to have the best people skills, and so um, from a retention standpoint, you know, making sure that you know we interact with our employees every day, that they're at the center, you know, they're really at the center of, of our wheel of what we do and what we provide. Right? They're the frontline service providers, and um, you know we're focused on making sure that they feel like the most important person um, in the world when they come to work for us every day. Right? So you've got you've got the culture, you've got retention. And um, you know the, the, the second part of it, or the third part of it, is is driving their business. So our market leaders, our management, you know, our, our management team, um, they're tasked with with um, showing value every day to the brokers and, and driving their business. And driving their business is you know, comes business planning, and it it, um, it becomes you need to be client facing as well. And then you need to also be market facing. And market facing is. Getting to know the city manager, you know, getting to know the municipalities that you can pick the phone up and make a phone call to, to help drive the business for for a brokerage. It's funny as you said that because I just read a quote quote by Caruso, right, uh, about his new hotel that he launched. It's basically, about it's all about community, and they want to be good citizens of the community yes. with what he does, and that's probably back to you know even when you work for him. You know the sense of community and reaching out and not just throwing something up, but really working with the community around your clients, the cities you work in. Uh, absolutely. You know. Absolutely. Uh, what I wanted to bring up on that, you have some recent new hires, right? We do. Yeah. In LA, maybe you can talk a little bit about that uh, and how, you know, a little of that pertains to uh, maybe some connection to the Asia market. 
with a, with um, a recent hiring? Yeah, I mean, we've got a couple, well, actually a couple recent hirings. So we um, had a team, I, I think you're referring to the, to the Pan Lin team. Yes, correct. We just bought, brought a board. We yep. just published some news on them, so yes. Yeah, very, very excited. Um, you know, their investment sale focused uh, off the uh, multifamily and retail. Um, you know, they worked the, the San Gabriel Valley and, you know, with a heavy focus on foreign capital, right? And so, um, you know, when we look at the, the teams that we've got and, and, and what what niches that they serve, this was definitely um, a gap for us that we filled. So, you know, they bring a very good um, a good expertise and an energy, actually, into, into our downtown LA office. So we're very excited about them. And then... This morning, actually, we announced a new team that's joining us, actually specific to, to retail. Um, L. Warner uh, has joined us and L. Warner's team as our retail uh, investment sales group for the Southwest. So we've got now a very uh, robust investment sales offering here for the Southwest region. That's amazing. Yeah. So within your territory, Southwest, how many offices do you have that your employers within the Southwest? Um, you know, we've... We've got 11 markets, and, and, and when you say offices, I um, say markets. Yeah, right. I, I'd probably go back to more markets. Market. So it's Southern California, Arizona, Nevada, Colorado, Utah, uh, and Hawaii. We've got. We're, we're here at, obviously at ICSC for retail, so maybe we can kind of wind up with talking a little bit about the retail market, yeah. what's going on, what is your sense or vibe of day two here. Uh, and where we're at in the in the cycle of let's say disruption, you know, where two or three years ago when you you know when I was here, you came, it was everyone was freaking out a little bit about like uh, the end of the world of retail, and now we've realized that part of disruption is good. That's change. That's growth. You got to evolve, uh, and maybe it's re reinventing more than it is, you know tearing down and, and kind of the whole market kind of imploding from the bricks and mortar of what, what people are used to. So Right, right. Um, look, it's a, that question is, you know, where are we in the cycle? Fundamentals are still strong. Uh, you know, the, the markets that drive retail are, are strong, right? Um, you know, people are still out there spending money. So, I mean, the convention is, and we were talking about this earlier, is as busy as I've ever seen it, so yeah. there's definitely a lot of excitement. Um, new retailers are opening every day, new businesses are opening every day. Some some are closing, but you know it seems that something's backfilling those, right? And sometimes it's not retail, maybe it's something else, we're finding alternative uses. But um, you know, I think everybody feels optimistic, and you know, there's a, there's a good vibe here at the convention. Um, I mean, it's the first day, so everybody comes in with a, uh, you know, with, with some good energy. And but, a hangover. Uh, yeah, and, and a little, yeah, I'm sure Sorry. some people were. There, there was some, somehow, you know, even the party, parties right. yesterday on Sundays, yeah, yeah. so yeah, people yeah. are probably walking a little bit slower in the morning. And I'm sure there will be the same thing as well. Exactly, yeah. Um, but no, I mean, as we said earlier, um, you know, bricks and mortar retail is going experiential, right? And so, um, you know, it's really about what the consumer wants and, I mean, I'm a, you know, my family, right, I look at it from, from my perspective, and that's the great thing about retail is it's applicable to everybody in their daily use. Um, I have three younger kids, and, you know, we're still going into stores, we're still going and buying, th you know, things at Target and, and Costco and whatnot, so, um, yeah, I think, I, think, I think we have a, everyone feels pretty optimistic about it. Is there, is there a trend that you see now or sticking out that you're kind of excited about, uh, you're seeing that's got some legs to it? 
in the retail sector, anything in, you know, company-wide or just a, a trend in general? Well, um, you know, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm based in the Southern California market, right? Yeah. So I get around, you know, a little bit to see, um, you know, Hollywood and, and Beverly Hills and, and then the suburban markets as well. Um, you know, uh, the QSR section is, is very busy, right? The food offerings are getting, um, more diverse out there, right? right? There's a there's a, a, a really big focus on you know kind of the vegan se- segment and the organic segment, and um, you know I think one of the underserved um, components that are segments that we have out there is kind of like the family entertainment one. I mean, you've got like Dave and Buster's, yeah, right, or the good old Chuck E. Cheese, which right? was really <laughs> like so earlier this year. You know, there's a, a show called uh, American Ninja Warrior. Yeah, I know. And, you know, 40,000 square foot space, you know, out in the suburban market all of a sudden turns into a place called Dojo Booth. And my kid, like literally every birthday party that happens for a year is, is at this place. Right. Right. So, um, so it's interesting, right? People are getting creative and, and um, you know, it's exciting to see the new uses that are, are, are continuing to pop up. Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of repurposing of properties, obviously, we see. So they're going to have to come up with, you know, exciting new ways to kind of still, yes. you know, get, pull people out of their houses, you know, make things convenient, but still bring the family together or, you know, wrap things around getting that experience and why you're going, to, you know, to eat at this restaurant, uh, you know, not just to eat, but to have this full experience as we were talking about, like, you know, you know, the Chuck E. Cheese of our generation yeah. probably, right? They're still around, but like, you know, are there new concepts that are coming, you know, in the food category, uh, as you mentioned, with yeah. especially on, on our coast with healthy eating and, and things of that nature? Very much so. Yeah. 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 So, well, hey, I, I know you're a busy guy here. I want to thank you for sitting down and talk, talking with us today. I definitely look forward to uh, covering more stuff, uh, what's going on in Collier's, in your market here in L.A. Um, so thanks so much, David. Thanks and, for having uh, me, Anthony. Enjoy the, rest, enjoy the rest of the uh, conference here at ICSC. Thank you.